Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're not creative enough, we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. We'll go on getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back. It's coming, football's coming home, it's coming. Every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup finals. Welcome back to Dream of Our Lives, a new mini-series from Team of Our Lives, where we'll be covering the Euro 2020 Championships. In today's episode, we'll be reviewing the weekend that was, as we endured the first of the games of Euro 2020. Did a miniature car steal all the headlines, or has the greed of advertisers and marketing gone too far? This episode, coincidentally, is sponsored by Aviva Car Insurance, keeping you safe on the way to your big match. It's not really. It's actually sponsored by uh, Oil Sports and Sports Social. Um, but anyway, enough of that. Coming up on the show, we review the games that have been over the weekend with a light-hearted analysis. We tell you what bets we've placed on the older accumulators, and we give you an insight into our fantasy teams. We play deal on no deal. We preview the week ahead for games coming up in the week, and we've got a fantastic brand new Benini Euro 2020 sticker game at the end of the show. So stick around for that. You are not going to want to miss it. 
it's a bit like the Pokemon cards that are going mad on YouTube at the moment, where they kind of re- re- reveal them for ten grand on the screen. <laughs> Although if I pull, I don't know, Tyrone Mings, I don't think I'll be getting ten grand for that. But there we go. That's um, that's that's that. Uh, before we start, we should probably note and uh, acknowledge what happened to Christian Eriksen yesterday. Um, spoken to Harry, we, we were both watching the game, um, and I. As I put on Facebook, it's one of the most harrowing live things I've ever seen on live TV. Um, thoughts, Harry? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what there is to say that hasn't been said already, but obviously it's just very, very scary stuff. And uh, no, no, you know, it's not what you want at all, especially not yeah, I think the second it, or third game of the tournament. Oh, 100%. I, there was a moment of watching it and, you know, you can, they're clearly trying to resuscitate him and you think oh, this tournament could be over. Maybe it should be. I was a bit disheartened that they still played the match. Um, obviously, Denmark lost 1-0 in the end. I didn't. I don't think that should have happened. Um, I do think there was a lot going on behind the scenes that were, you know, trying to keep the continuity of the tournament going and save all the money and logistics rather than think, you know, a player nearly died. But not just a player. It's Christian Eriksen from the greatest midfielders the Premier League's seen in recent years just won yeah, Serie A sure. I've had the pleasure of seeing him play a few times in the flesh um, but we got a you know, special shout out to sports science and, <clears throat> and, the, and the medical team really because they acted very quickly the ref- referee Anthony Taylor uh, doing the English proud by acting very quickly uh, D- Denmark defender Simon Kier um, got uh, Ericsson's tongue out of his mouth put in the recovery position um, was a proper leader, him and Kasper Schmeichel, consoling the players, consoling the uh, uh, family of Christian Eriksen as well. And the way they kind of formed a human yeah. shield around him was, oh, that, that it's one of those scenes that you know, makes you very emotional. Yeah, um, sure. And it's a reminder that these, these athletes are at the top of their game physically, um, so much so they are putting their bodies at risk. And uh, I think that goes overlooked sometimes. Yeah, uh, not 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 to interrupt, but Ukraine oh, is against Netherlands. We should mention we're recording this on Sunday. It's nine thirty eight pm. Uh, the Netherlands Ukraine game is um is is going on in the background. Um, we don't want to record an episode too late. So Harry's going to keep us updated. Uh, so Netherlands went two 0 up, and now Ukraine have got two back. Yeah, they've just had a free kick outside the area and they've whacked in. Uh, gone found the number eight in the middle. It's just. Oh, not number eight, sorry, he's crossed in. But yeah, they found the number nine and he's just headed it straight past the keeper, equalised 2-2, 10 minutes to go. Wow, happy days. Well, Harry's, uh, Harry's going to keep an eye on us uh, with that. Not when you'll be listening to this, you'll know the result anyway. But just, yeah. uh, you know, what it's going to be like. Um, anyway, the weekend that was, the, the first weekend of Euro 2020. Overall, Harry, uh, good game, good games to watch, good weekend of football? Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's, it's always obviously going to be remembered for that. Tragic, but obviously not a uh, happy ending in the end of, of Chris and Ericsson. But the quality of football has been, as a whole, has been entertaining, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, kind of, it, it, the whole tournament started off really weirdly with uh, on Friday, <laughs> Turkey yeah. against uh, Italy. We'll get on to the match in a second. But the as I alluded to in the, in the intro, the, um, the Volkswagen remote control car they used to deliver the ball onto the pitch it was whoever came up with that as a brand marketing oh. advertising scheme there's 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 no soul left is there it was, it was literally scraping the barrel to get as 
much money out of this opportunity as possible. It was awful. I couldn't believe it. I was sat there watching it. I was just like, what, what is this? And it's, yeah, it's just, oh, it just sums up like why why clubs thought uh, Super League would be a good idea. They thought, yeah, no one, no one moans about what we do. So let's just try it. And that's sort of yeah. evidence of that. Well, I, what, what I do like is that it was seconds. You know, this is why I love the British British football community sometimes. Seconds before all the jokes are coming in, so someone had edited Harry Redknapp into the car, into the car window, <laughs> leading out. Um, someone said, uh, "Is that how? Is that uh, Lorenzo in Sydney's lift?" Because um, obviously he's only, he's only five foot five or something. So uh, the remote control car. Um, what was the other one? There was another good joke. Oh, um, I know Volkswagen got in trouble with their emissions recently, but that's a that's a whole new ball game. Like <laughs> getting a car that small, uh, it was quite funny to be fair. Um, but I don't think they'll be doing it again. Uh, also, we should mention as well um, um, Spain. I don't know if you know what's happened, but there's been like a massive COVID outbreak in the Spanish squad over oh, wow. the last over the last week. Um, so in their friendlies, they played. They played rather than the first team playing the under twenty one squad replaced the whole Spanish team to represent okay. Spain against, um, I can't remember who they're playing, someone in their friendlies before the tournament, because two or three players uh, tested positive. Um, so all the players are in like separate bubbles and they've not been training together. Um, so when they play during the week, it'll be really interesting to see if they've gelled at all or what's going on there. Um, but the, the, apparently the army had, Spanish army had to come in and like vaccinate all of them and stuff. It was really weird. Oh, wow. Crazy stuff. And like it's messed up all the stats as well because like the whole Spain team got replaced for like um their friendly match. And then like every single one that 21 player made their debut because it was technically a senior Spain cap. It, it was uh, really bizarre. And apparently they'd done better than the Spain um, than the senior squad would have done, <laughs> allegedly. But there we go. Um good, good, good. Oh, also on that as well. Uh, did you know Emmerich Laporte has uh, switched from being a French national to a Spanish national? I didn't realize. No, I didn't realize that. So, so he was. He was. Um, yeah, he was. He was born in France. Uh, he's made French squads, but he obviously was injured last year, so he didn't really play for France. Um, despite being in there, being called up a few times, he's never actually played on the pitch. He's always been on the bench. Um, but obviously, with his time with Atletico Bilbao, he's lived in Spain enough, long enough to get citizenship. Um, yeah. So. He plays for Spain now, which I think is a bit odd because I don't know. It's like you're, you're born in France. Your name's Emmerich Laporte. It's quite a French <laughs> name. Yeah. Only because you. Yeah. We've seen it a few times previously, haven't we? Like uh, it's becoming more common. Uh, but we saw it with was it uh, Costa of Spain? Diego Costa. Yeah. Yeah, and, but he, uh, he he I think he grew up in Spain though. Like with with yeah, with, yeah. with Laporte, it's literally. I don't play international football. I don't care who for. And then again, like if San Marino needed me, I'd probably say yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's, there's, there's a few English and you know, Brazilian players that have naturalised for China through like you know living oh, there long yeah. enough or having a grandmother from there or something. So it's, it's definitely becoming a bit more common than it has been in the past. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Shea, 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 Shea Adams for Scotland. Yeah, that's one of the more recent ones. Um, okay, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Um, I told you this I, in, in our preview show I done we done last week. I did say Portugal might win, and guess who I pulled in the sweepstake at work? Portugal. 
Fort school I did, um, which makes a change because Euro 2016 and the World Cup 2018, I pulled Sweden both times. It was oh. quite annoying. There we go. Um, I a, we didn't have one at work this year, but during 2018 World Cup, I had, oh, it's 3 2. Netherlands has just scored. Um, yeah. So, Netherlands have just scored. Breaking news. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you haven't looked at the scoreline <laughs> on any football application, I'm, I'm um, just letting you know, really. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair enough. This is like delayed news. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to this and you've got Alzheimer's, this might be good. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, Very good. We know the score of, the end of this game, but by the time we finish the podcast, yeah, absolutely. Netherlands 3 2 up. Um, so I'll t- I'm going to talk you through, Harry, some of the bets I've played. So I just want you to tell me if you think they're a smart bet to place. Okay. Um, so first of all, I put uh, Romelu Lukaku to be top goal scorer. I put £10 on him. I think he gets 75 back. Yeah. I already, think, I already, think already scored two goals, of course. Yeah, I think I think that's quite a, quite, a, quite a good bet to make. There's not too many other people that might uh, chase him for it. And he's off to a start and... The group he's in, he should score, you know, at least another... He could have it wrapped up by the end of groups, let's be honest. 100%, 100%. This is... And then I've gone for a load of outside bets, which are increasingly not making sense as this game goes on. (laughs) Um, uh, Macedonia, I've went for them to be the group runner-up in their group. Um, I thought they played quite tenaciously in the first half today against Austria. Then the second half kind of went to shit. Um, but we'll talk about that later on. I put Dries Mertens as an outside bet, top goal scorer as well. Um, I get £250 if there's between 101 and 105 goals in the whole tournament. Um, but the way they're whacking them in at the moment, it's been like 20 just today. So I think that's uh, <laughs> that's clearly out of the water. So I need, I need a load of nil-nils in the next few games. Um, I've put Memphis Depay to be player of the tournament as an outside bet. As well, um, I don't see that happening as well. But I think if Netherlands get to a final, there's every chance he, yeah, he might oh, nick cool. it. Um, and then this is the one I'm banking on, really. It's France to win, but Lukaku to be top goal scorer, 150 to 1. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? I think I think there's a good chance of that happening, to be honest. France, uh, obviously, we still haven't seen him play, but they obviously still seem like they could be a team to beat. And if, yeah, like I say, Lukaku could have a top goal scorer by the end of the week basically yeah it's, it's going to be hard to judge France really, because they played Germany their first game so um, yeah if they get a draw there pressure's on them to really win the next two games so maybe you were right in what you were saying on Friday maybe this is time for them to have a bad tournament because that was a horrible first game and Portugal's in their group as well so it's um, it's going to be tricky for them um, sure. so without further ado then let's move on to the review of the weekend starting with Italy v Turkey Harry, what did you make of this game? Yeah, so obviously going into it, uh, I think we spoke last week, I was saying that thinking Turkey could be quite a dark horse of the tournament. And, um, you know, the first half was... Uh, they howled on, didn't they? Uh, they? They never looked like a threat at all, did they? And in the second half, Italy just really showed them up. And I think now Italy sort of elevate themselves out of that weird sort of dark horse to almost contenders, definitely. Oh, without a shadow of doubt, they were really impressive. It's the first time Italy have scored uh, more than two goals in an international tournament That's crazy. In, a, in a game, which is a mad stat. Um, and if you, you know, particularly as we, we spoke about on Friday, with that particular team, you wouldn't have thought that'd be true because they haven't got any standout like players from like you know you think of Paolo Rossi, Del Piero's, and 
furloughs and stuff. They've got no one who really jumps off the team sheet. Um, I took from this game, Italy are a lot better than what people are going to give them credit for. Yeah, and Turkey sure. were a lot worse than what everyone yeah. thought, essentially. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, you know, there are some questions of whether Turkey were just really poor and it made Italy look better. But I think, like, Italy were just, uh, as, a, as a team, just moved well. They, they knew what, you know, they knew what they had to do. And to score, score three goals in an opening game is what every team dreams of, right? So they've got yeah, unless, full of confidence now for the next next few games. Yeah, unless you're England. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this win 3-0, you know, apart from against Panama. <laughs> there you go, scoring for fun there. Um, I think I did say this the other day, um, it goes back to the coaching. Roberto, if Roberto Mancini is your coach, that team's going to be well-drilled. And they, they um, it's what we saw on Friday. They played with fluidity and an equilibrium where everyone knew what they were doing. And it was almost silky. They were almost showing off. Um, oh, yeah. And you yeah. think of Italians as being quite defensive. They were very passive-aggressive in a way. Yeah, it was definitely uh, the like, anti-stereotypical Italian. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't what you expect from Italy, but I think that's, their, that's a point for them to prove. And I think that's probably... What Mancini's been telling them is like, you know, people expect you to play one way. We're going to go out and be an attacking team, and we, we, you know, we okay, we don't have a. Uh, sorry, I'm getting yeah, so on the edge of the box, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, they don't have those uh, massive stars. So he's probably telling them like, you've got to go out there and make yourself a massive star. And I think they should show that they're going to go and do everything they can for him. Absolutely, without a doubt. Okay, then let's move on to uh, Wales, Switzerland. Uh, one all draw in this game. Uh, Wales obviously have issues off the pitch with uh, Ryan Giggs up to his old tricks again. Um, how did you view this game? I found this game quite confusing. I didn't know if Switzerland yeah. were were any good, and I didn't know if Wales <laughs> overachieved. You know, it's, yeah. it's it was um, sure. it was a game for the neutrals, quite literally, because Switzerland were neutral during the war. Um, <laughs> I've made that joke twice. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I was uh, standing up and uh, there was a Welshman there and he wasn't very happy with them. So from his perspective, what Wales was looking poor. He, he was not very happy at all, bless him. I mean, everyone else thought it was quite funny. But <laughs> Yeah, I think they, I think if I was a Wales player, I'd take that, I'd take that from the opening game. Uh, Switzerland yeah. got some good players. Brio and Bolo, who I've been looking at for quite some time, I thought he was going to come good at the 2018 uh, World Cup, or no, 2016 Euro, sorry. Um, and he didn't, he was quite disappointing, but he looked sharp in that game. He looked like, he looked hungry. He was had a good season with a Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some good Swiss players. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think um, up until maybe this Holland game, Switzerland had the biggest like percentage of any team this, this weekend. They had like 62% of the ball. So, you know, they were, they were all, you know, in control of a game, and yeah, Wales probably actually should be happy with, with that one-one draw because they weren't looking the team they were in the last year. So that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 you know, everyone's kind of so in twenty sixteen Euros is the first time Wales have qualified uh, for a major tournament since nineteen fifty eight. Yeah, and this is the second time, and everyone's kind of like how impressive it is and whatnot. But you got to remember before twenty sixteen. The European Championships were 16 teams, and yeah. now they're t- now they're 24. So, yeah, 
have they qualified? Like, it's like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? The only thing they've done as well is what everyone makes up. Um, or maybe they have, I don't know. Yeah. Although Here's, you, saw, you saw flashes of why they can be great. Like, you know, you had like the uh, bail back pass and you had uh, like Daniel J- James when he's coming off being like, that's passionate as he was being like, what, me? Like, you know, you, you, you can see that that, that belief in that team still there. It's just whether they can actually carry on. Aaron Ramsey had some, a couple of uh, magical passes as well. I did find that quite funny when uh, Dan James came off. He was like, why am I coming <laughs> off? And then you, you looked at him and he was dripping buckets. It was like, it was like he just got yeah. down a log flume or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's, a, here's an interesting stat because obviously I'm, I'm based in Devon I'm very Devon proud so Ethan Ampadu Ethan Ampadu do, 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 do. Um, he was born in Exeter and he played for Exeter City before he uh, moved on to Chelsea and yeah. the goal scorer Kiefer Moore was born in Torquay where I, where I live oh. pretty much and he was a lifeguard um, in Cornwall there we go so two, two of the exactly two of the Welsh uh <laughs> first teamers are from Devon so if we had our own team if Devon had our own team we'd have Dan Gosling um, and we'd have Ollie Watkins as well like we, yeah, we've got quite a good quite a good uh, quite a good academy we've got a great five side team who being goal uh, David James lives in Chudley um, yeah, I gave him a Big Mac once he dropped it Oy, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, let's move on to Belgium, Russia. Um, Harry. Belgium, Russia. Wow. Yeah. I mean, dominant performance, wasn't it? You know, it's sort of what we expect from this golden generation, and it's just whether they can continue it. But yeah, they look they look a lot better than uh, maybe I was giving them credit for <laughs> on Friday for sure. Um, I think they could be a real dangerous team and unfortunately Russia just look like they're, they're here to make up numbers yeah they, they don't look anything special but like we saw at the 2018 World Cup maybe they can pull something out of the bag yeah, um, yeah for sure but um, it doesn't look likely I think with Belgium as well they're individual players for good seasons Lukaku yeah. uh, winning Serie A top goal scorer De Bruyne winning in the league uh, Yuri Tillemans FA Cup winner scored the winning goal um, with the exception of Hazard uh Yannick Carrasco um, winning Serie A with uh, Atletico Madrid um, and their defence as well. They've all individually had quite good seasons as players and they've carried that form collectively together into this match. And yeah, it's only Russia and yeah, it's 3-0. Um, but I think I didn't really take Belgium seriously, if I'm being honest, until, until I watched that match. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think... Uh... I think they're the only team so far to score in the first half of the Euro 2020 game. But I think every other game, the goals are coming second half. Yeah, maybe. It's all over, by the way, in uh, Holland. One, so, Netherlands have won 3-2. There we go. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, one thing we shouldn't overlook in the Belgium-Russia game as well, this was played after the uh, tragic Denmark-Finland game. Yeah, um, sure. And obviously, a lot, of, a lot of the Belgian sides were colleagues or... Um, you know, former players with, with yeah. Christian Eriksen as well. So they're that emotional battle to do. So fair play to Lukaku, who, um, yeah. you know, dedicated his goals to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously did the celebration where he shouted, I love you, Chris, down the camera. And then at the end yeah. of the game, he dedicated it, didn't he, an interview. I mean, you know, it's 
I can't imagine having you know someone that you you know he probably sees him more than he sees his family with all the training and everything they have together at Inter. So someone you'll you know you're going to be close to and then having to go out and perform for 90 minutes and then actually do that at the level you did is pretty impressive. Denmark beat Finland. I know we already touched on it briefly uh, with the Harry instance that happened to Christian Eriksen. Um, don't think we can really add too much unless you want to, but in my opinion, uh, the game shouldn't have been played. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the same story is um, they asked the players and the players decided they want to. But I don't think it, you know, they just seen a close friend and to a lot of them a hero, really. Uh, just, you know, hit, hit the deck when, and well, they thought, you know, he might have died. But I don't think they should have uh, had that decision on their shoulders. I don't think they're in the right frame of mind to make that decision. Mm, for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, the Finnish players deserve a fair amount of credit and uh, everyone in that ground must have, uh, yeah. must have been awful. Um, okay, on to something more positive then. It's time for England v Croatia. Um, now I don't know about you, Harry, but I I, I was a nervous wreck. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't have any lunch until after the game was over. Um, I always get, get I always get giddy. Um, I think overall a promising performance, maybe. Yeah, I mean it's coming home, isn't it? Oh God, don't say that. <laughs> no, it I mean not- yeah. It was promising performance. Obviously, like first first twenty minutes, we looked like we could have gone on to be you know absolute world beaters, and then obviously it sort of calmed down after that. And then uh, you know we're lucky to like fight hard in that first half to hold to hold on to nil nil. And then to for Sterling to finally go get a major tournament goal was just wonderful. And uh, yeah, we played we played really really well. Croatia never really looked a threat in the attack. Um, it was just about if if we were gonna. Yeah, I was, really. I was, um, yeah, um, just to, yeah, caveat what you're saying, really. Um, it was nice to see us play with four at the back rather than five, as many would have expected. And yeah. for all the neglect that Southgate gets for being quite a defensive coach, we were actually really attacking in the first 25 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, with little balls. In the second half, Croatia put two men on Foden, two men on Mount, and uh, two men on Sterling whenever they had the ball. Um, yeah. so, which is which is why we couldn't create any chances. So I don't know how we're going to get around that in future matches because I think that's that if you know Croatia again very good defensive team they made the World Cup final in 2018. So um, it's quite yeah you know, we I think we done really really well. Yeah, I, I think so. And yeah, it was definitely more attacking than I was uh, expecting it to be. Obviously, you got there's a little bit of stick before the game and when, when the um, team sheet was announced and a few of the players didn't. You know, people like why are they there, and I think some of those players really showed why they were there today, and uh, that was great. Like, uh, obviously, it, it was strange to see uh, Trippier being played as a left back when he has uh, two out and Shaw, but it once you realize the game plan was for him to knock balls up for Sterling to cause trouble, it all sort of made sense, didn't it? And it's, um, true. it's, it's true to an extent. Um... And Trippier just—he's—he's he's a tenacious little bugger, isn't he? So he, yeah. he's going to play a hundred miles now, whatever, uh, which is good. Um, I still would have preferred him on the right, though, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think if any player had a bad game for England, I thought Kyle Walker gave the ball away a few times. He—he he looks like he's lost his pace as well. I know it's, yeah, he does shouldn't really bit, judge he? him on one game. Um, he's done a few good defend defensive duties today as well. 
Um, but you've done a, yeah, I just felt like Reese James would have been a better shout. Mm. There are definitely yeah. times when uh, you can see Walker was sort of getting annoyed with himself as well. Um, so at least, I've, you know, it, it, it seems like he can recognise that there were times where he wasn't at his top and hopefully, you know, he can push on from there. But really? yeah, I, feel, I mean, we, we spoke about him uh, a little bit on Friday and obviously he started today, but I don't think either of us fought with Calvin Phillips. And oh, um, Well, I, I in my fantasy team, I well, in the team, oh, when we done our starting 11s, I put Bangham and Rice and I called uh, Calvin Phillips the B-Tech Jordan Henderson crab. <laughs> and I'm going to hold my hands up now and say I was completely wrong. He was playing for England today like he plays for Leeds. Yeah. It was incredible. And he was obviously in a role that's not, you know, he, he tends to play more like a def- defensive midfielder for Leeds, really, even though he goes box to box. But mm. on the whole, he's more... And so when his name was on the sheet and obviously so is Rice, you're like, okay, where's, where's he going to fit in? And then he was just playing that in that position absolutely amazingly. And I think... Quite, quite honestly, deserves his uh, maybe overblown nickname of York, Yorkshire Perlo. But today, yeah. he was. Well, he was. Um, he was playing some good passes. Uh, well, he got the assist for Sterling's goal. Uh, but he was playing some good passes forwards, which makes a change for England. And um, he was playing just off Harry Kane at times. I know Harry Kane was playing really deep. That's yeah. the one thing that did annoy me, is that I didn't see Kane have a shot on target. Um, no, or a shot, for that matter. I do think, um, I don't know, we weren't really geared towards his strengths. He didn't look fit as well. No, he definitely was struggling uh, to make his name in that game. And hopefully it's, uh, it's a case of just the frustrations against that creation uh, set up. And hopefully, you know, in future games, it, it, it's sort of been more involved. But, you know, we got we got goals all over the pitch. So if, uh, if the plan is for Harry to come back and play deeper they just got to make sure the others are scoring yeah that's very true but I don't I, we can't keep winning one nil. it's going to give, you're going to give uh, yeah. you know I'll be having an heart attack as well you know it's um, yeah we need, we need more convincing firepower up top go on honestly what, what, when uh, Foden at the post early on what, what was going through your mind well, I, I, I jumped up yeah yeah uh, <laughs> a physical, physical reaction. Yeah, I did jump up and I was like, yeah, I did think um, we got like the second coming of Messi for like a split second that entered my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, when it hit the post, I was like, all right, if he continues like this, this is tournament of his life. But I think, it yeah, remi- unfortunately, it reminds me been, of um, shut him down pretty quick. You remember the 20, opening game of the 2014 World Cup? I think it was England against Italy. Um, I was in Vietnam and it was oh, on at like I was on at like five in the morning so me and my mate woke up really early to watch it uh, just in our hotel room and I remember Sterling had that shot from like miles out and like everyone thought it went in they just hit the side yeah. of the net and I, I literally he was still half asleep I just like jumped in him and went Sterling just scored a wonder goal obviously it didn't go in at all <laughs> uh, it kind of reminded me of that um, fair play so other things on England Croatia as well um, Croatia still looked like a decent team and uh, oh, a good yeah. collective power as well when you fully expect them to qualify from the group um, defensively we were strong we were letting far too many balls into our box though 
Um, especially in the second half. I do think if that happens against France, Portugal, Germany or Italy for that matter, I do think they'll capitalise more so than Croatia. He weren't really playing with a proper striker. Um, like Rebic isn't a striker. He's like a winger. He plays for my lad, really. Um, so, yeah, I do think when we come up against the all-firepower striker, I do think we'll struggle, um, which is why I'm still unsure on Tyrone Mings. People said he had a good game. I think, yeah, he did have a good game, to be fair, but he wasn't up against the proper number nine. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of times early in the second half and I was like, oh, God, maybe Ollie's right. Like, <laughs> just a few little flashes of like, oh, yeah. God. But then, uh, you know, on the whole, was, you know, we all know he's there sort of just, you know, just if uh, Maguire doesn't get back. But if Maguire's back for that third game, then Ming's uh, minutes in the tournament start to dwindle, don't they? Well, we'll so, see. We'll see. You might get a new found form of confidence. Yeah. You know, you know, it was the first time England have ever won the opening game of the Euros. It was crazy. Which is a pretty bad set. And uh, Jude Bellion came on in the second half and became the youngest ever player at the Euro Championships ever. Uh, which is mad because Goran Pandev in the game we are going to talk about next scored a goal uh, and he turns 38 for North Macedonia he scored turns 38 in a couple of weeks time and uh, when he made his debut for North Macedonia or Macedonia as they were back then Jude Bellingham wasn't even born so uh, two <laughs> two collective points there so let's, with that then let's move on to Austria Macedonia or North Macedonia uh, before I get shot um, uh, go on this is this is you had North Macedonia down to draw, right? I did. I put on a little. I had a three pound three bet. And I put uh, England to win, Netherlands to win, and uh, Austria Macedonia to draw, which they were up until half time. Yeah, I, have, I bet you thought I've got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what was this? Austria won three one, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Austria's first ever win in, in the Euros as well. What's it was? Yeah, crazy it was stats. Nice. I didn't know that. Like, I always yeah. get confused with Switzerland because they've got like, similar kits, <laughs> similar, similar similar players, yeah, uh, etc. Yeah. Et uh, but yeah, Goran Pandev, legend of a man, leading leading the uh, goal scoring for North Macedonia. Uh, but yeah, Austria just looked very. They got some very good players. Uh, Spitzer, uh, Arnautovic came off off the bench, and his celebration was mad. He was going. He was getting well angry. <laughs> you see, I don't think, yeah, yeah. I don't think he. I think uh, I saw a lot of people saying he's. The unhappiest goal scorer of Euros of all time, surely. But yeah, I don't think he was happy with uh, what was going on up until that point. And even even after, he still didn't d- didn't seem to lighten up, did he? But um... <laughs> yeah, David Alaba had a very good game as well. He was doing absolutely everything. He was set pieces. He was box to box. He was all over the pitch. Um, I think he was a very underrated player. Actually, I know mean, kind of he left by Munich with kind of bad terms, but a uh, very good player, Alaba. Very impressive. Yeah. And Austria yeah. should get out of that group, you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they should, they should, right? Like, uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because obviously uh, North Macedonia would would you know would have been feeling so uh, ready for the next game at half time, but I hope they don't fall apart now. I hope, I hope they they still go on. To the, I'd love them just to get a point somewhere, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Story. Well, who knows? But, who knows what happens? Yeah. Okay. Um, then. Do you want to talk us through as you were kind of watching the game? 
uh, through Netherlands, Ukraine. Yeah, of course. So yeah, as we said, it ended a three-two. What's a obviously uh, the highest scoring game of the tournament so far. And um, yeah, the first half, I think Holland are in a very similar position as England, right? Where the press are giving them a lot of stick for being a defensive side, but Holland seem to have like actually try to be like England have tried to be more attacking than people expect them to be. And they were that first half. They looked, you know, they had. I think that I think they had my like ridiculous amount, like sixty seven percent of possession. They were like, you know, had all the shots or whatever, and you, you felt like, oh, this is going to be one of those days where they're not they're not going to get it done. And then uh, as soon as they scored one goal, they got a second pretty shortly after, and you know, you thought it was all wrapped up. But as we as we started this, uh, well, Ukraine got podcast. Their, yeah. yeah, Ukraine got their. Um, uh, first goal back, and then before you knew it, they had a second, and it was like 10 minutes to go, and you think that's all over at 2 2. But then Holland, you know, persevere and, and keep attacking what you know a lot of teams would lose their head at that point, and they went on to find the winner. So I think Holland's looking like a again a team that could go quite deep in the competition. I think a bit like England, they might come undone against maybe uh, a France, a Portugal, or a Germany, but. You never know. I think Especially we said in the, we attacking. said in the um, I think we said in the previews that going forward Netherlands are very good, but they do lead goals. And yeah. I think we did say they score a lot, but they concede a lot. Yeah. And if you concede to to Ukraine in quick succession, yeah. who haven't got the most glamorous squad in the world? No. Um, yeah, they're going to have some high scoring games. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's one of those things where like uh, you, they should be they should you know without those two goals in, in the last sort of like. 10 minutes or so, they should have been coming away feeling like, you know, they're on a the form of their life. And now all of a sudden there's that niggles and they're saying, you know, you've conceded two goals in 10 minutes. Like you're not untouchable. They're going to have to really work on that in the next few, next few days. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be interesting to see what happens in that group actually as well. Okay, then let's have a preview of the games coming up this week, Monday to Thursday. And obviously, we've got an episode coming up next Friday as well with a preview of uh, England, Scotland involved. Um, but Scotland do actually play tomorrow against Czech Republic in the uh, rest of Group D. Um, very quickly, Harry, who's going to win that? I don't know, man. Uh, the Czech Republic side, a bit of an unknown quantity, really, with a whole change there. But... Uh, I'm mean, annoying to some Scottish fans. I feel like it's it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be a draw, but if not, it's gonna be Czech Republic. I agree. Yeah, I do agree with that as well. Okay, uh, Poland, Slovakia. Oh, it's Poland all the way, surely. Slovakia so got some good players though. I, I wouldn't write yeah. them off. No, um, but I reckon Poland would edge it. Yeah, yeah. So. I just think like uh, I know he's getting on, but Lewandowski in that group should be a bit like Lukaku. Should be. Racking up goals in that group, but we'll see. Absolutely, he's still coming off a back of an injury, though, isn't he? Yeah, this is yeah, this is true. Okay, Spain, Sweden. Yeah, well, like we said, sort of Friday, like Sweden are going always a difficult side to play. Um, it should be Spain's though. Let's be honest, like it should. I know Spain aren't the team that they once were, but they should well, be good enough to deal with Sweden. But then Sweden are. <laughs> Are always a team you say that about and always do well. So sure, who knows? they're always um, 
they're stubborn, aren't they? And with Spain, with their uh, coronavirus exploits, yeah, and not being able to course. train together, yeah. I think Sweden might nick it. Yeah, so I would nick could it would be a draw. Yeah, could quite. Uh, they got that. Um, well, that Isaac at front, the young guy, and uh, Kuduveski, the uh, Juventus dude. Um, they got goals in them. Uh, yeah, I think sure. I think they might nick it. Generally do. Um, I can't wait to watch that on tomorrow. It's going to be a good game. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hungary, Portugal. Um, I'm going Portugal all day long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As much as I'd love to see Hungary upset Portugal and, and mess that group of death up even more, uh, <laughs> I just, it's just uh, it's going to be Portugal, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and here's the big one. The big one of the week is France against Germany. Uh, now, from my what point of view, what a game indeed. The best result is a, is a draw. Yeah. Because then that group's all messed up, isn't it? And it's, it's just, that's, that's what you want. You want to unstable one of those teams to think that they can't do it, give them, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, knock their confidence a bit. So when they do face England, you know, we've got an upper hand. Yeah. It'd be perfect if they draw. I mean, we're going to always say, aren't we? You can't, you can't rule out the Germans. So it'd be perfect for a draw. But France should be good enough to see any anyone off and that should include Germany as well mm, I'm going to go for a draw on that game alright I'm, I'm going to go I'd love a draw but I'm begrudgingly going to go France fair enough this game's actually going to be quite interesting from what we've seen over the weekend so Turkey played their second game um, where they were not convincing at all but it was only the first game against another team who weren't, weren't convincing Wales Turkey against Wales um, this is a tough one I, I cannot say which way it's going to go. Both Wales already have points. Turkey do not and need points. So maybe you would edge Turkey to uh, be yeah. very aggressive. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if Turkey go out, I don't imagine we're going to go out with the same game plan as we had against Italy. What seemed to be sit back and attack on a counter and then not counter. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they... Yeah. yeah. If they go back into sort of like given, if they give Wales as much time on the board as they give Italy, then Wales should should you know walk it. But I've got a feeling Turkey are going to want to prove that they are the dark horse of this competition, and they might you know they might actually surprise few people. So I'm, I think I'm going to go for a draw. To be honest, fair enough, fair enough. I think Turkey will probably scrape it. Uh, next up, Italy, Switzerland. Wow, on on the back of what we saw on Friday, I've got to imagine it, it Italy at least win by another two goals. Fair enough, and uh, oh, a bit of a derby game, the battle of uh, the battle of Molotov. If you're into your Russian history, uh, Finland against Russia. Oh wow, it's two poor teams, isn't it? But Finland obviously are going to have a little bit more belief in themselves um, after their win especially whether and all the pressure they did from Finland. Uh, so it should be Russia's game, really. But then, who knows, man? Finland might all of a sudden really, really make a name for themselves. But I, I've got to imagine it's Russia. Even even as poor as they are, I've got to imagine that they're better than Finland. Mm, mm. Absolutely, absolutely. It's got nil-nil written all over it, really, isn't it? Could be. It could be. The Molotov cocktail invented by the Finnish. 
Yeah, very good. Uh, okay, Denmark, Belgium. You would have thought Belgium have got this all over it. Yeah. Just considering what's happened to Denmark as well, I don't, I don't yeah. know if um, who knows. I think it's difficult to call that, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think yeah. No matter what, like obviously, we're going to have a winner of this tournament. But I think for a lot of people, Denmark are going to be the team that they want to want to do well now, right? And, and understandably mm. so. I just don't know if after going through that experience, you can truly give 100% to a tournament anymore. Um, but yeah, and Belgium look like they're a powerhouse, all right? So it's got to be Belgium. Yeah. Uh, another interesting game, Ukraine-Macedonia. Yeah, I mean, Ukraine's obviously shown they had spirit today, getting those two goals back, almost getting an equaliser. North Macedonia, you know, they, they don't look... They don't look like they're going to do a Wales in, on their first ever Euros get to the semis, do they? Yeah. So I think it's Ukraine, right? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately so. And the last game on Thursday the 17th is Netherlands against Austria. It's going to be a good game. Certainly. High scoring. It could be, for sure. I, I don't. I, I think it'd be a tight one to call. Like, it should really be Holland's, but then... Uh, Austria showed today they can, they've also got goals in them right so they're stubborn at the back as well yeah it could, it could be quite a yeah yeah it could be quite a lot of goals in that game or who knows or man. one all one all probably yeah. that's what I'm going for no. one all and so that takes us all the way up to Thursday and then obviously Friday the big one is England versus Scotland the uh, largest and longest international rivalry in history um, but we will have a show coming out especially for that uh, and also previewing the weekend's fixtures next weekend and going over the games we've just mentioned there. Uh, but it's time now to play our first quiz of the game. It's deal or no deal. Now, in the dream of our lives podcast, Deal or No Deal is based on a team from yesteryear or a tournament from yesteryear. Uh, and you've got to guess if these five players made it into their international squads in this tournament. Deal if you think they did. No deal if you think they didn't. Uh, so, Harry, for you this week, I have the World Cup in 2010 in South Africa, and specifically the England squad. And I want you to tell me whether these five players made the squad or did not. Are okay. you ready, sir? I am. Okay, England 2010 World Cup. Number one, did Aaron Lennon make the England squad in 2010? Oh, that's an odd one, actually. Um, Yes. Correct. Okay, I wasn't sure on that. Number two, did Emil Heskey make the 2010... World Cup squad for England in South Africa. Surely not. Surely, surely it's a no. He didn't. Uh-uh, he did. He did. But he, he had a good season with um, Aston Villa 0910, didn't he? With that squad, oh, okay. with Ashley Young and Gareth Barry and a few other decent players got recalled. I'm assuming okay. someone was injured though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember 2010. It was like Crouch, Owen, and uh, Rooney. There we go. Uh, number three, who was in goal? Was it Joe Hart? World Cup 2010. Did he make the squad? That's not James anymore, is it? So, uh, 
It's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be Gerard. Or was there a weird time in between them where we're like playing someone weird? Oh, mate. Do you know what? This game's confused me. I, I reckon it is. I reckon he must have. Deal. He was the third choice keeper. So David James was the first choice. In 2010? Was, oh, yeah. I suppose. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, then uh, Rob, Rob Green letting that weird oh, goal yeah. against USA, didn't he? And uh, Joe Hart wasn't meant to go, but I think someone got injured. And uh, yeah, he was sending yeah. like 19 or something. I'm thinking, oh, Pompey were relegated in 2010, but that's later in that year, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, Right. Um, okay, so you've got two out of three so far. Uh, number four, Michael Owen. Did he make it to the England squad in the World Cup 2010? Wow, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm, I'm trying to think because, like you, I remember it more being like Crouch, Defoe, Rooney. <laughs> so they took Heskey as well. That's four strikers. Did, did they take Owen as well? 2010, was he playing... Is he at United by then, or is he still at Newcastle? Yeah, uh, being at United, I'm not sure. Because part of me is like, if you take Esky, you've got to take Owen, right? <laughs> yeah, like, the dynamic duo back in action. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like... Heskey could play out his skin for one season, but Owen's still going to have been a better choice. I don't think to, I don't think Defoe went, did he? I don't know. I, don't, I shouldn't help you. Deal or no deal? Did Michael Owen go to the 2010 World Cup? No. He should. He definitely should have. If Esky went. Oh. So you're saying no deal? I'm going to say he didn't. I think that's. I think it's a trick. I think you're making me think he did, but he didn't. Correct. Well done. Well, well right. figured out. Four out. No, three out of four. Last one. Did Bobby Zamora go to the 2010 World Cup? <laughs> How many strikers did they take? Um, oh, I'd love to. I'd love. Oh, well, to be fair, I think Michael. I think Michael. I think Michael Owen was injured, and that's why why Emil Heskey went. I'd love to say Bobby did, but he didn't. Surely, he did. He didn't. He didn't. No, what, what are you going for? Deal or no deal? He didn't. Oh, no, I said he didn't. I said he didn't. Correct. Four out of five. The uh, average has been maintained. Well done. What have you got for me? Okay, so again, I didn't go purely English players. I've uh, got a couple of English players, a couple of Rob- Robbie Savage, all the famous, and uh, and then some other sort of big names. All right, so we're starting off with a Robbie Savage, Hall of Famer, one one of yours, Andre Veronin. Did, did he get, go to Euro two thousand and four with Ukraine? So Euro two thousand and four. Um, he would have been playing for Bayern Leverkusen at the time, I believe. So I think he had a good season with Leverkusen, didn't he? So deal, correct. He was there. Uh, okay, so it's the same. Uh, I believe it's the same tournament for all of them. Um, I just want to. Uh, so I have got an England one for you. So Rio Ferdinand, Euro two thousand and four. Was he in the England squad? Oh, dear, dear. 2004. Wasn't he banned at this point for like drugs or something? Or was that when he was at Leeds? When did he join United? 2001, 2002? Um, who at the back? We had Terry, Carragher, Sol Campbell, Ferdinand would have been in the round. But I have a feeling he didn't go. No deal? 
He didn't go. You're all right. Yeah. Yes. Two uh, for two. I, I had. I, I did have it right, but I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, hang on. He's missed a few tournaments. <laughs> just, just, just commit to what's on the paper. Yeah, I should have. So, okay. Robbie Savage, Hall of Famer. Portsmouth flop. 38-year-old. Kostas Chalkias. Did he go with Greece? You fucking arsehole. Why are you giving me these? Well, you should remember an episode we did where he was uh, in the Hall of Fame. It might help you. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I'll <laughs> put him in the Robert Savage Hall of Fame. I'm sure it did. Because he's absolutely terrible. Uh, well, Samaras was terrible and he won the Euro 2004. Um, deal. He did go, yeah. So, the story is Pompey signed him on the back of his performances. But yeah, he did uh, okay. play a game. So, <laughs> I don't know how he signed him. But that's three out of three. Uh, so now we're on to just a few big names who may have or may not have made the squad. So, uh, Puyol for Spain. Carlos Puyol, 2004. Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman himself. Uh, yeah, deal. He was injured. Oh, he bastard. So I need to get this one right. No pressure. Yeah. Julian Draxler for Germany. What, 2004? Hang on, let me check. See, I think no, I've messed have, up no, one of these. Yeah, he wouldn't have got... <laughs> ten years later. We might have to re-record this bit. <laughs> oh, no, I've not got time to do this. <laughs> Julian Draxler? Hang on. He would have been like oh. six. Maybe he went in the crowd. He was a spectator. Fair enough. What are we calling it? Four out of five? Four out of five, yeah. Fair play, we'll draw. <laughs> that was a weird ending. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup finals. Brilliant. It's time now for the eagerly awaited end <laughs> of the show. What in your panini? We are, of course, referring to the Euro. 2020 official sticker album which I'm ashamed to say isn't as good as it used to be when I was a child because I'm pretty sure I used to get like 10 stickers in a pack and now you only get five. Oh really? Yeah and I've only got I've got six packs here for five pounds which seems a bit of a rip off 80p each or something there we go um, so that's my stance on it from an economic point of view but what is the game Ollie? Well shut up I'll tell you um Basically, me and Harry are going to choose a pack each uh, at the end of each episode every week. And over the course of the uh, mini-series, Dream of Our Lives, we will tally up who has the best players in their squad. Um, So I'm going to reveal it so I can't see the players I'm picking up. Um, And then I'll reveal it to the camera and to those listening, I'll uh, whisper in your ear the player's name. Me and Harry will then decide who has the best player. So it's very much head-to-head. We get a point for who gets the best player. If we can't decide between them, no one gets a point. And then at the end of the series, we tally up all the points. It's kind of like the Premier League, and there'll be a league table. Um, <laughs> if who's got the most points at the end of the uh, at the end of the Euros, I guess when we do our final final pod. Uh, so Harry, pick a number between one and six. Four. One, two, three, four. So you get pack four. 
I'm going to go to my right, and I'm going to choose pack one because I'm uh, boring like that. Uh, so, so you can see, to those listening and to those watching, I'm going to rip it into the microphone. That was a good rip. I'm going to make sure I can't see the cards. I'm going to place them face down. Uh, that was my packet. Now to do Harry's packet. Listen to the rip. The seal of approval. There we go. This is exciting stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so to go over the rules once more, I can't see the cards. I'm going to pick them up one by one, and me and Harry are going to face off against each other. You get a point for whoever's got the best player or best perceived player. And if you can't decide who is the best player, we will simply not get a point. So hopefully we know who these players are. And I don't know if they've got stadiums and badges in, so we'll just go for the highest ranked team if that's the case. Yeah, understood? Yep. Okay. So I'll, I'll pull first, just go, just go left to right. So I have pulled Jakob Bravich. There we go. Czech Republic player. Oh. You know, you know it's good when you uh, can't pronounce their name. Uh, so he plays for Czech Republic. He's been there oh. since 2016. I think he's a midfielder. Oh yeah, not too short. Not a good start. Not a good start. Bianca Brabic. So, Harry, you got a good chance of getting the win here. I might just get another check. Oh, here. you have absolutely destroyed me. It's Adrian Rabiot, the Juventus player oh. for French mid- my midfield maestro. He's absolutely, I think we all agree, you've absolutely wanked me over there. I think, you've slapped me I think silly. That's one for me, isn't it? 1 0 to Mr. Hansford. I've, next, I've pulled Dominic Livatovic of oh, the goalkeeper for Croatia today. You let one in past Sterling. Not good. I've had an absolute mare, the goalkeeper for Croatia, uh, Dominic Livakovic. Harry, could you make it 2 0? Two no, points. But... Yeah, absolutely. Kiefer Moore, the man born in Torquay, we were speaking about earlier on, scored at the weekend for Wales. I mean, it's a tough one, really, because I think uh, Leverkovic has probably got a more... He plays in the Bundesliga, doesn't he? But um, yeah. I think... Uh, I know because he's the person who scored the goal, right, as to the one who let one in, Kiefer Moore. Now, this is weird, because I'm looking at the back of them, and I've got a pink one. I don't know what that Ooh, means. What so, does that mean? It's pink on the back. Who knows what that means? I've got two pink ones, but what is that player? Um, it means I've got two players. What? That's weird. I've got Robert Taylor and Tim Spars, both Finnish players. Okay, I'll pick one of them. Uh, I'll pick... Is that because Finland are that bad? They're like, oh, we'll just chuck them... We'll give them half a sticker. I have no idea. I'll I'll go with Robert Robert Taylor, but it's a Finland player, so it's never going to be that good. Uh, That's what it is. So it's on the screen. Uh, This isn't going to be good, is it? Robert Taylor. And... Oh, Harry, you've absolutely dicked me. It's a shiny. Oh. And it's the shiny of the Belgium squad. <laughs> it's the Belgium uh, badge. It's literally Belgium. Yeah, you've knocked me out of the water. You've got the entire Belgian squad. I've got Tim Barr, Spar, and Robert Taylor. <laughs> oh, I mean, 3 0. It's 3 0. It's 3 0. You've absolutely destroyed me. Why did I pick one? What's I doing? Anyway, hold on a minute. I could claw one back here because I've got a shiny as well, but it's for Scotland. Oh, the whole Scotland squad. Oh, no. <laughs> Are they better than one player? <laughs> I think we're judging it on the stickers. Who have you got? 
Well, this is weird. This is this is one. This is one for the books. You expected this? The entire Scotland squad against the entire Ukraine squad. <laughs> how do we how do we judge this? <laughs> well, Ukraine just lost. Uh... Can, I, can I get a point, please? Yeah, go on then. Free one, free one. Dear, dear. Uh, okay, this is a bit odd. Um, so I've got a pink one again, so that's split in two. So I'm just going to choose the player once again, so I can choose from. Oh God, it's bloody Sweden. Uh, Victor Klaassen or Albin Ekdal. Uh, I'll go for Albin Ekdal because I've actually heard of him. <laughs> um, there we go. So he's watching. See that on the screen. So Harry, uh, unless you've got some Slovenian third choice goalkeeper, I think uh, I think you've pretty much won this. It's three one. Can I claw a point back to stay in the tie? Oh, absolutely. No, you've got former Man City centre back. Frederick Boyata oh, now plays for Club Bruges. Him. Yeah, I think I'll give that to you as well. 4 1. That's what's in your panini. <laughs> bit of cheese, bit of ham, and a bit so of Frederick Boyata. I need to, I need to uh, apologise to you, Ollie, because somehow uh, when I was doing my deal or no deal, what has happened is I've put down 2004, and my first two I've done from 2004. Uh, oh, two of them were did from 2000, or three of them were did from 2004. The last two, somehow, I'd switched to 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Puyol had actually, actually wasn't at 2012, but he was at 2004. So, uh, you actually win that. Uh, you got five out of five. Yes. Okay, so you got five out of five on that. But you've won <laughs> the, uh, what's in your opinion? Oh my god, Harry, sort your sort your life out, mate. Jesus Christ. Um, How did I do that? I started off. <laughs> He's gone from 2004 to 2012. And you had fucking <laughs> Julian Draxler, I'm assuming in 2014, and he won the World Cup. What's in your what happened? What's happened? So you're winning 4-1. Uh, I'm gonna have to do one hell of a catch-up for uh, the one on Friday. Uh, but thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Uh hope you enjoyed that. I certainly have. And uh yeah, it's coming home. Sayonara. <laughs> We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. We'll go on getting back. It's on getting back. It's on getting back. It's on getting back. every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.